Gridbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love. Welcome to week one, the master bedroom. I'm going to reference some worksheets and you can find those at sterlingjaquith.com and just click on the master bedroom section. So, hi, I just want to introduce myself on this first video in case you didn't catch the welcome video. My name is Sterling Jaquith and I am the host of the Coffee and Pearls podcast on Tuesdays and I'm excited to be doing this eight-week challenge. This is the very first week and we're going to be diving into the master bedroom. So here's the weekly schedule that we're going to focus on and again you can keep to this precise schedule. You can do everything in one day. You can take two weeks to do it. Come up with something that makes sense for you and your lifestyle and your family if you're involving anyone else in this week's activity. So Monday we are going to tackle clothes and shoes. Tuesday we're going to tackle accessories. Wednesday, anything else that's stored in your closet. I store um, blankets and also presents that I'm going to give my kids or I store a bunch of birthday presents for when we have impromptu parties that I can give children. So those are all in my closet. On Thursday, we're gonna tackle your dresser. On Friday, any piles in your room. So I know that my room can be a dumping ground for books or for um, papers because I have kind of part of my office in here. Anyway, whatever you're tossing around, we're going to deal with that. And then on Saturday, any other storage that you might have, if you have a bookcase or a display cabinet, I don't actually have, we have two nightstands, that's about it, but that's all for my bedroom. But if you have something there, then that would be the time to tackle it. So when we think about our bedroom, it's not usually the bedroom that causes us a lot of anxiety. It's usually the closet, and I want to address that specifically. I think our closet causes us a lot of anxiety when we think about cleaning it out because we know that we're going to have to do these three things. First, we're going to have to confront our fantasy self, right? All of us have this ideal image of ourselves whether it's the perfect weight that we've always wanted to be, which then corresponds to a certain clothing size, whether it's, you know, a job that we used to have that we really loved or a job that we're hoping to have in the future. Um, maybe you just had some really rockin' fun years in college and you have clothes that kind of represent that and it's hard for you to let that go, to accept kind of where you are right now or that you may never be like that again in the future. And so, you know, we have to really put side by side our fantasy self against our actual self in, in this reality right now, in this moment. 
And that's a difficult thing to do, you know. It's an emotional thing. It takes some processing. It takes some maturity. And I certainly think it takes a lot of grace from God to be able to do that. The second thing we know we're going to come up against is that we have to acknowledge our mistakes. So maybe you made a lot of very expensive purchases and now you're going to get rid of them. That's very difficult. It's difficult for me to admit that I had to have something and I thought I would love it forever and now I don't. And sometimes I want to hold on to that thing longer because it kind of represents this failure that I've made, this poor judgment. And it's difficult to accept that and to let something go. Even though I know I don't wear it anymore, you know, I kind of remember buying it and spending that money. And, you know, sometimes we just outgrow things. That's not a mistake, but they're, that's not the emotional thing for us to process. It's usually these, you know, I really wanted this beautiful pair of shoes. I spent an outrageous amount of money on them, and now I find that I never wear them. And, you know, we have to kind of acknowledge that we made a bad choice in, in the process of giving them away. So then the third thing we have to admit is our shortcomings. And I think that comes down to, um, you know, not being great at washing our clothes, not being great at putting on buttons or getting stains out. Um, or maybe, you know, you're struggling with the fact that you're an emotional eater and you have a lot of really um, small size clothes that you don't fit into anymore. I know personally, I've just come to accept that if anything is particularly stained or broken, I am never going to take my sewing needle out and fix it. That is a shortcoming of mine. I know that I could watch YouTube videos. I know I could learn how to do it, but I'm just not going to. And I just have to accept that about myself and then get rid of those clothes that are broken or stained beyond my ability to get the stains out. Um, and I've had to do that about my weight too. You know, I have some size six clothes and I, it's going to be a long time before I wear them again. And the truth is my size six clothes that I'm holding on to are also just kind of not who I am anymore. I have some, like I have this really beautiful dress. It's just gorgeous, but it's a little low cut and a little short. And I think I'd be embarrassed to wear that with my husband. Like I think I would just be embarrassed that I would show that much of my body right now. And so I am going to get rid of that dress this time that I'm cleaning out my closet, even though it's beautiful and I love it. And even though I want to believe that I will be a size six again, the truth is when that comes around, if it does, I'm not going to wear that dress. And so, again, when you're feeling kind of anxious about tackling your closet, there's some real reasons for feeling that anxiety. Um, it's not fake. You're not uh, weak. It's very normal. Um, and again, no one is forcing you to get rid of anything. I have had to go through this process three times already. Doing this with all of you right now will be the fourth time that I've done it. So I have a lot less to get rid of than I did four rounds ago, but I will still find things this time to get rid of, and that's okay. Um, it's a, a process that probably will never end, and if you're like me and you just needed to make baby steps along the way, that's fine. You may do this challenge again next year and get rid of more things, so have a little forgiveness from yourself. At the same time, challenge yourself. You know, I want you to really ask yourself these questions that I've laid out and to think about, you know, are you holding on to this because of your fantasy self or because you refuse to acknowledge a mistake that you made or because you're not ready to admit a shortcoming that you have? 
Now I know that those are difficult questions to ask, but I believe that you can do it. And I also think that as you see the group dive into their own closet, you're gonna find that they're feeling um, the same apprehension that you are. And then as you start to see those before after pictures or the pictures of the garbage bags of people throwing their clothes away, you're gonna feel excited and motivated to dive in and to do that as well. And that's one of the things I really like about doing minimalism in community because I think that we can really borrow each other's strength as we go through this process. So for the rest of your bedroom, I don't have a lot to say other than to say, you know, create a peaceful sanctuary for yourself, whatever that means for you. But I want this to be a place where you really relax. I mean, certainly enough of us get too little sleep or have trouble sleeping um, that this really should be a place that promotes that. It should, you know, promote peace in your life, a place where you can really unplug and relax. If you're married, a place where you can be intimate and connect with your spouse, not just on a physical level, but an emotional level as well. And I think because your day starts and ends in this room, it also needs to be a place where you can feel really comfortable talking to the Lord. Now, I know my husband, he goes downstairs to do his Bible reading in the morning, but um, I do mine upstairs. And so this is this room is that place for me where I'm praying and I'm opening my day in the word and I'm asking God to give me the strength to make it through the day and sometimes pleading my case about what's going to happen. Um, but I know that I need the right kind of room to help me do that. And of course we can do that anywhere and at any time, but creating a peaceful sanctuary really enables us to do that in a much more effective way. So as you think about your bedroom, I want you to look around and think, you know, what causes me stress? What causes me anxiety? You know, what parts about my bedroom are really robbing me of peace um, or making it hard for me to relax? And I think that that can kind of apply to the whole rest of the space outside of your closet. And if you can view your room through that lens, that you're going to be able to make good choices for reaching that goal of creating a peaceful sanctuary. So that is it for the bedroom this week. You saw the schedule. We're going to dive into the closet first here on Monday. Um, I'm really excited. I like to start with that because it's kind of the easiest to do in the sense that you don't need to involve anyone else. You don't have to ask your husband about what shoes you keep um, unless you just happen to want his opinion. Um, and so it's, it's really a great place for our minimalism challenge to begin. And I'm excited to see everyone's closets starting on Monday. Have a wonderful and blessed day, everyone.